Jill Bennett sitting in for Simi Sarah. Well, have people, have investigators found pieces of an intergalactic spaceship? We are going to check in once again with Dr. Avi Loeb after a controversial expedition gathering pieces of a fireball that crashed into the ocean off the coast of Papua New Guinea. The fireball, not your typical meteorite, are what are the chances that its origins were interstellar? Well, joining me now is Dr. Avi Loeb, Frank B. Baird Jr professor of science, director of the Institute for Theory and Computation at the Center for Astrophysics and director of the Galileo Project at Harvard University. Thank you so much for being with us once again. Thanks for having me. It's a great pleasure. What is the update here as far as I know? We've, we've talked to you about this before and there, there has been so much written about this discovery and the origins of this discovery. Where do things stand right now? Yeah, so originally we looked at about a tenth of all the uh, molten droplets from the object that uh, were produced when uh, it melted uh, as a result of the fireball uh, that it created while passing through air. And uh, we had altogether 750 such molten droplets, ferals, uh, and uh, by now we are going over uh, the entire sample. And um, and so we have uh, the full uh, of those uh, special uh, droplets that came from the object that we believe are of extrasolar origin because they have a composition that is that was never seen in the solar system, not on rocks on, on Earth, uh, the Moon, Mars, or asteroids. Uh, the other thing is that a few weeks ago, there was a claim that maybe our spherols are coal ash. Some people suggested that without having any access to the materials without doing any analysis they just said maybe it's coal ash and we looked into that uh, we checked uh, 60 elements in the periodic table and um, we can demonstrate uh, beyond any reasonable doubt that it's not coal ash it doesn't match uh, the fingerprints of coal ash so it's uh, definitely something else uh, and you know, with respect to your um, uh, question as, as to whether it's uh, uh, relics of a spacecraft that was sent by another civilization or a natural rock uh, from another star, for that we need bigger pieces. Uh, um, and we are planning to get them in a future expedition, hopefully next summer. And when you talk about the spherules, what exactly do they look like? And when you say that, that you need bigger pieces, how big are the pieces that you're dealing with now? Right now, they are uh, smaller than a grain of sand, less than a millimeter in diameter. Uh, the biggest one we have is 1.3 millimeters. Uh, and uh, from that, you know, we can only infer the composition of the surface of the object when it melted. Uh, but if we can get a piece uh, of order a centimeter, an inch, or bigger, then we can not only infer the composition, but also tell whether it was a rock or some technological gadget. Uh, just think about melting uh, semiconductors or computer screens. Uh, you would get some droplets that have an unusual abundance of elements uh, with uh, much more rare elements than you find in a rock but you won't be able to conclusively say that it is uh, related to some uh, technological gadget. And so for that, if you get a piece of a, of a broken uh, computer screen, then you can do that. You can tell, uh, especially if it's a big piece that has uh, buttons on it. Of course, then you would obviously know that. 
And this discovery then, the debris discovered back in 2014, are you closer then, do you think, to getting those answers or, or how has that journey kind of been since the discovery? Yeah, so um, first the U.S. Space Command they confirmed in an official letter to NASA that this object indeed uh, had a very high speed and came from outside the solar system. They looked back at their data and concluded that about a year ago. Then we went to the expedition, collected materials, these droplets, these spherules, and it looks like there is a special type of spherules along the meteor path that uh, are potentially of extrasolar origin. And the next step would be to go there. Now we know exactly where to look and uh, to find bigger pieces. And then we can say with more confidence whether it was a rock from another star or maybe some technological gadget. And, you know, if we find a piece of a gadget and it has buttons on it, the question is, should we press a button? Hmm. And, And how would you answer that? Yeah, so in fact, I asked my students in a class, uh, and uh, half of the class said, uh, no, please don't press any button because it will affect all of us. And uh, the second half of the class said, uh, please do, we would like to know what would happen. Maybe it's a chat GPT 100. Uh, And then one of the students asked me, Professor Loeb, what would you actually do? And I said, I will bring it to a laboratory and examine it before engaging with it. Uh, there have been some critics of, of your discovery or, or some, I guess, who don't believe that, that this is something extraterrestrial or from perhaps a, 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 a somewhere else or, or uh, don't, don't kind of follow the same path that you're following. What do you say to people who are critical of this? Well, I say that uh, science is all about evidence. And, you know, it's a lot of work to collect evidence, analyze it. We are doing this work. Um, So these people who make comments, they are just like spectators looking at a soccer match and, you know, telling the players how to pass the ball. Uh, It's not their business. Uh, I mean, they can potentially help the analysis, you know, participate in the work we are doing constructively. But instead, there is this tendency of negativity, of uh, basically uh, saying negative things uh, just because they are not part of the process. Um, however, you know, in science, it's all about evidence. I'm uh, determined to get the evidence and figure it out the way science should be done. And uh, everyone will know about the results. We will put them in a scientific paper that will be accessible to the public. And uh, hopefully we'll know more about whether we have a neighbor, uh, whether we have a partner out there uh, that uh, we can learn from. You've talked, I know, in the past as well about funding and more specifically underfunding of this field. Do you think that's part of the reason or is that stopping more discoveries or learning more about discoveries like this? Yeah, I do believe that, um, you know, we allocate uh, $10 billion to the biggest science projects like uh, the Webb Telescope or the Large Hadron Collider. But but if we were to allocate about 1% of those budgets, uh, just $100 million, we can make a lot of progress on this front. And this is a question that uh, the public cares a lot about. Are we alone or do we have a partner out there? And uh, also government cares about because they're discussing uh, right now uh, uh, the question of uh, whether, you know, what are these 
unidentified anomalous phenomena. And uh, I hope that uh, scientists like myself would be able to answer these questions. What is it that draws you to this field and, and trying to answer that question of, of are we alone? Well, it's the fact that, um, you know, this is the most consequential uh, question that it will put us uh, uh, in a, a different place uh, because uh, it could uh, provide us with inspiration to do better. Right now, we're investing $2 trillion a year in military budgets worldwide. And if we were to allocate the same amount of money for space exploration, we could send a CubeSat towards every star in the Milky Way galaxy, you know, within this century. And uh, it will perhaps convince us that, uh, you know, that we have a partner out there. It will give a meaning to our existence, just like the way you find a partner in your private life. And uh, it will inspire us to work together, perhaps, as equal members of the human species. Well, it is very interesting research and uh, interesting discoveries. Dr. Loeb, we'll leave it there for this morning, but thanks so much for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. That is Dr. Avi Loeb, Frank B. Baird, Jr., Professor of Science, Director of the Institute for Theory and Computation at the Center for Astrophysics and Director of the Galileo Project at Harvard University.